0: So what, we watch anime. So what, we play leak? We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what, we stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale, and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 307 for... July eighteenth, twenty twenty one. My name's Nathan Reed and Spruth, and joining me this week we have Connor, the cyberpunk
1: monk. Besh, why didn't they call it the Gabe Boy?
0: That would be that would be good. I actually, <laughs> I I would have gone for that, but I don't think anybody else would have. And we have Andrew Rowe McFain. Uh... All right. So, uh, I think it's since... the exact
1: same way he introduced me to uh himself when we first met.
0: That's possible. Uh, but since Connor actually knows how to speak real English words, we're going to go with him. And where can we find you?
1: I mean, I don't want to put too much faith in me, buddy. I've, I've listened to me speak before. You could find all of my relevant social media at a website. I think I'm the bottom 3 still. One of the ones I wanna point out specifically is the actual play Pathfinder First Edition Rise of the Rune Lords. That's Nathan and I's project. Clinton's Core Classics.
0: I like how it's it's you say it's Nathan and I's project. Clinton's Core
1: Classics. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: Neither of us are Clinton's named Clinton. A, a pseudonym. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yes. No, uh it, it is good. It is good and
2: we're gonna move on. And Aroa, where can we find you? Well, of course you can you can uh, go to a row dot website. considering that's that's my website. It's got uh, it's got all sorts of links and stuff and hey, if you type if you ty- if you put in random uh random subdomains, you just might end up finding one of my other projects. Uh is it a row dot it's entertainment? All... No, no, a subdomain. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, my my next cloud instance is on website. Uh, mm. You know, if, and, if you were bigger and had, like, an audience,
0: there would be a ton of people on, like, Reddit trying to find that extra subdomain.
2: Yeah, well, uh, it's a good thing that I don't have any kind of following, too, because everything's being hosted on the computer in the other room. Oh, yeah, my internet can't handle that shit. Uh, <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that that tends to happen. I've thought about making a, uh, like a of of my own server that that goes out to host my my website and everything, but that takes like effort and stuff. And getting WordPress to run on your own server is a little
2: bit of a pain in the ass. So,
0: it's not that just, bad. Uh,
2: but... Just get a Docker gonna use a docker instance i could i could but the all, all my shit runs all my shit runs in docker underneath of kubernetes Ku- kubernetes oh cool how the fuck do you pronounce it what?
1: yeah kubernetes
2: kubernetes there's a I've... t in there I am so
0: confused on what you guys are talking about. So we're going to move on and I'm going to tell you guys where you can find me. Nathan Reed Spruth. I am reeting everywhere. Uh, I am I'm not suspended on Twitter anymore. I have learned my lesson. Uh, I should not call Republicans and Democrats the C word. Apparently that a little bit? I apparently not. And it's funny because before I posted the tweet, uh, you know, I said, "Oh yeah, the the C Republicans and the C democrats and twitter's like are you sure you want to post this and i'm like yeah yeah i'm pretty sure (laughs)
1: yeah pretty
0: sure (laughs) and then they're like you're suspended i was like ah you guys shouldn't should not have even given me the option at that point you should have just been like we're not we're not posting that stop it but anyway uh, i'm not suspended on twitter so you'll see my stream when i i believe it tweets when i go live I don't know. I don't remember if it does actually, but uh, I go live on Twitch. Uh, same same thing. Twitch.tv forward slash Reiten. Twitter.com forward slash uh, Reiten. Six p.m. Pacific time to nine p.m. Pacific time. That's nine to midnight Eastern. Every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, you can also find this podcast Reeton Podcast. Uh, you can find links to it on everywhere. So go to Reiten. Or com. And you can find my website, and I, uh, all, there's like a the Clinton's Core Classics. Uh, they're embedded on there, so you can listen to all of those. Or you can go to the podcast section, and you can find all of these podcasts embedded on there as well. So, uh, Aroa, since we started with uh, Connor for the introductions, we'll
2: go to Aroa and Aroa. What games have you played this week? So uh, I have been trying out Final Fantasy XIV again. And how do you um, like it? You know, it isn't isn't so bad, uh, at least not so far. Um, no it really like,
0: is. It really is the best MMO out there right now.
2: You know, it is so much better than WoW in so many ways. Um, yeah, I I know I've mentioned before that I wished that the dungeon party size was larger. However, after talking to people who are uh, wow refugees, as they're being called, um, dungeons apparently aren't important like at all. Uh, and really, you're generally expected to solo those dungeons, or or like go in with a pug group and not yeah. really like party up with friends.
0: There um, are certain dungeons that you want to do with friends or a link shell, but. Uh, those are more the end game dungeons, from what I understand. Are those
2: like the eight man groups. Though? Yeah,
0: well, yeah. Uh, there's eight man, but there's also like
2: twenty man there groups or something 24. like that. Twenty four. There They're twenty four man groups, and uh, that was that was what they were talking about. Was like those that you're split into three groups of eight, generally, mm-hmm. and like I think that's such a cool concept.
0: Well, and like, they. And and they do different things. I apologize, Uh, but they do different things with it. So like each group goes to a different section to like like trigger traps or trigger uh, like a lever and stuff.
2: Yeah, like it's it very much reminds me of Destiny actually, and like that is it is so fascinating to me. Like the fact that like a game, a game can come out that is directly competing with wow and makes so many smart design decisions and and does things so very differently and then like wow doesn't do any of that wow doesn't even try to do any of that um there's a there's a ton of content going up on on YouTube and other sites right now because a very prominent uh wow player just uh v- made a very public uh statement about switching to final fantasy 14 um so like everybody is jumping on both the the train of hey this is this is trendy right now but also just a lot of people going oh wait you, there, there there's an alternative to wow that's good
1: mm-hmm. and
2: like i think there were a lot of people like me who didn't really didn't really see ff14 as being different enough to warrant changing but good god i i am actually strongly considering uh paying for both uh <laughs> and just playing final fantasy 14 mostly by myself because like i i'm i think i'm about to unlock like my player housing shit and like I, I could I could I could see myself having that be like my off game. Like yeah. whenever WoW gets gets stale and I still want to play an MMO, but I don't want to just kinda grind for no reason. So my favorite
0: part about that, that game Final Fantasy 14 and Final Fantasy Eleven is that you can play all the classes with one character. Yeah. That is so
2: good. Uh, it's, just it's being able smart. to switch, and the fact that they kind of a they 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 work around the fact that like you could get up to a decently high level before you decide to change to another job, uh, by scaling you down with the content that you're doing. So mm-hmm. like in in WoW, if you decide that you want to go through and play through this area but it's designed for low-level players, you're just going to go through and one-shot literally everything. And it's not going to be fun, because you're just going to be steamrolling all the content. And they, they fixed that in Final Fantasy, so that you can just kind of choose whatever it is that you feel like doing at that point in time, and do it. And it'll still be engaging no matter what. So, so like... you,
0: know, you know the funny thing is, with the scaling... They've been doing that since Final Fantasy 11. <laughs> Final Fantasy 11 had I remember the the one that I remember specifically was Chains of Promethea uh, or like it was it's a weird name, but basically uh, you start out and the first part of that series is level 30. And so when you're going through the temple or the, the Promivian areas, um, you're level thirty, so it doesn't matter if you're max level. If you're doing that content, you're level thirty when you're going through. And they've they've been doing that since Final Fantasy eleven, and they've changed that over time. But when it first came out, they were doing that. So I uh, I think they just carried that over to Final Fantasy fourteen. So yeah,
2: I mean, that's how what level are you? It is. What level are you? uh i'm only like 11 oh okay i'm not very far in i've i've seriously i've been um playing both at the same time uh like i have wow on one monitor and final fantasy on the other monitor and whenever i'm like queued or whatever i'll play final fantasy and then whenever the the content actually starts then i switch over that's a lot more about wow than it does about final fantasy yeah. <laughs> the um The fact that there's nothing to do in my downtime. Like, there is. So, that's not fair to say because there is stuff to do. It's just, I don't want to do it. Like, that's <laughs> I don't want
1: to. Wow.
2: Yeah. Like, it, the game is so very much built up around doing busy work, and I hate it. I hate it so much. Like, it, th- th- last night, uh, we were doing Mythics, um, and. I said, I can't wait until I get my character to a decent enough item level to where I feel like I don't need to do anything else so that I can play other games. And like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have to say that about about WoW or, or any game, really. I shouldn't be going, oh, I cannot wait until I can stop playing this game. Have you, <laughs> in,
0: in Final Fantasy 14, have you been doing the leave quests? The what? The leave quest, L E V E quest. I don't know what those are. Okay. So, what you want to do is you want to go to whichever nearest outpost is near you. That's probably level 10 to 15, something like that. There might be level 5 ones. You don't want to do those ones because you're level 11. And then you want to talk to what's called a leave mate. And, um, you'll get quests from them, and you can get it. There, there's a certain amount of allowance. that's like 100 allowances, basically. You can do 100 quests over a certain amount of time, and they come back over time. Anyway, uh, that's how you level in that game. You want to go... you got to go to the leave mate, do a quest to get access to the leaves, and then all you do is talk to them and say, hey, uh, give me these quests for probably whatever you want to be. Uh, this is going to be the... Is it sword and magic or whatever battle and magic classes? Uh, oh, and then uh, you'll get quests. Yeah. You go and you slaughter X amount of animals and then you level up. That's how you get experience. You don't just go and hit things. Well, I mean, I don't know. I've been doing quests. Well, yes, those are normal quests. The leave yeah. the leave quests are different. You're going to want to do that. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Because those are strictly like, for leveling, and they 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 just make it a lot easier to level.
2: Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'll do that whenever it gets to the the point where like I want to get stronger. Okay. But like, it, I'm just I'm kind of just enjoying like the ride that I'm on right now, and that's fair. Like it's it's because it's new, and yeah. like I, I I acknowledge that, but like there's so much quality of life stuff in there, like being able to fast travel from anywhere, not needing to find a flight point is Uh like, good God, why does WoW do that? (laughs) Why? Yeah, they even, they even, WoW even had uh, in the last expansion, and, and I know that it was a carryover from some previous expansion where you could use a whistle to just call a flight carrier to your position. Like, wh- why they take that away? I don't, I don't know. understand. Anyway, that's weird. So,
0: did you play any other games besides, besides WoW and Final Fantasy Fourteen? Um, not really. Okay. Uh, Cyberpunk Connor, what games have you that's played this week? Call me.
1: I got a chance to play quite a bit of Space Station Thirteen this week. And the thing about that game is, you know, when there's 50 to 60 players and there can only be, I think it's like one to three antagonists or something like that. You know, it's it's kind of a, a luck of the draw whether or not you're going to be something funny if you're doing your normal job. And this week, I think every time I've played except for maybe once or twice, I've gotten one of those antagonist jobs, which is just a whole lot of fun.
0: Well, that's good. What What exactly have you done?
1: So a couple of times I spawned as a changeling, which is where you're kind of like a, uh, a thing, not, not the thing. Cause that's typewritten, but a thing, uh, you gotta, you know, blend in, let nobody suspect you. I was a bartender. So what I was doing is I was making chemical drinks like, Hey, drink this. It'll freeze you. Hey, drink this. It'll knock you out for a minute. Oh, don't worry. I have antitoxin in back. I'll, I'll take care of you. And, and then, and then I eat some inside of the freezer. <laughs> I see.
0: So you just randomly
1: eat people, huh? I got like 20% of the ship. I was doing really good before anyone caught on to my bullshit. Nice. Well, I'm, and I'm I happy. I got caught because I was getting cocky.
0: I'm happy that you uh, ate people, I guess. Another uh...
1: time I was a spy and I had. So sometimes you get objectives that are like kill an NPC, haha, and sometimes it's like this player cannot finish the game alive. It's like, oh oh, we're, we're escalating here. Um, and what I was doing that was very successful is I turned into a monkey, which means I could do things like jump over tables that players can't. And I got really good at breaking into chemistry and made acid. Uh, so what, what I would do is I would uh, usually break into somebody's place, uh, you know, burn through the law if I have to. I'd steal something like their gloves, and I'd do a crime. Someone would scan for prints, they'd get caught, they'd get arrested. I'd break into prison and then I'd kill them there because if they're good, they don't have their, uh, their radio or anything. They can't record the crime. Yeah. What, what if the games are there where you could be that intricate? I can't think of a single one. Set Second Life?
0: Maybe. I,
2: I, I, I doubt it. I, I think with, that... With enough planning and scripting, maybe?
0: Yeah, I think... Yeah,
2: I, don't, I don't think there's anything that's quite that detailed. No. God, I love this game.
0: Well, I'm happy that you like that. Uh, did you play anything else? Played a little bit of Halo. I think we played together, didn't we? We played last weekend, I believe, with your no. I no, we, we did not on Monday, didn't we? We did. We did play some some Halo on Monday, some multiplayer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hate Halo. I don't know. I hate it. I wish I liked it more. I it, like it's not it. Halo's fault. It's it's the people who play it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of Halo's fault, but. <laughs> Uh, I think that they should They should have a mode where it's just keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Because it, I, I looked it up because I had a feeling. I was like, it's weird that like we're doing not that great against controller players, right? Because we should theoretically...
1: It Nathan and I were the only ones using controllers, and it was pretty uh, awful. Rough,
0: yeah. It was pretty and, rough. And I've looked online, and I've heard from other people that it appears the auto-aim for or the aim assist for Halo is just so intense that it's just best to play with a controller. That, like, even if you have the option for keyboard and mouse, you should just play with controller. And I think that they should have a mode where you can just play with a keyboard and mouse. And the only people you're playing against are people with keyboard and mouse. Uh, Yeah. That, that would make Making is never a bad idea. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, uh, did you anything else? So Halo, we got yeah, Space yeah, Station one, Thirteen.
1: One quick last one. I have been playing Assassin's Creed Rogue on my Switch, fifteen minutes or so before bed. And let me tell you, know what? Know what I hate in a video game? Is when they dot the world with all these things that you can collect and explore. Except okay. some of those things, ah, you're not far enough in the game yet. You can't get. You could look at it. Ooh, look at it. You could see it. You can't get it yet, though. That re- in, I that re- really hate it.
0: In Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, <laughs> Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, uh, the developer intentionally put uh, one of your collectibles behind a grate that you could never get through.
2: Yeah, I hated that shit. Hate that shit.
0: <laughs> uh that uh And before we move on, did you have a Warhammer second?
2: I do have a
1: Warhammer millisecond.
0: Okay, what's that?
1: Uh, you want me to. Yeah, yeah.
2: Cue up the. Alright, here we go.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get sued.
2: Alright, so I saw it cut out a little bit. I'm sorry yeah. about that.
1: It sounded like it got quiet at the end there, like it uh, was auto-correcting itself. None of that is copyrighted. we will not get sued for that. We will fix that later. I love it. I'm so glad I made that. We okay. are starting a new narrative campaign where I'm sitting at... We haven't actually gotten any games yet, but it's open enrollment, so anyone in the area can play, and us just talking about it casually in the shop has apparently brought out a bunch of people. It's like 15 people who have already thrown down money and are interested in playing, and it's like, holy shit. Well that's good. Well, and that's also good for the shop too, right? Great for the shop. Uh yeah. they're trying to do more in-shop events. They're getting a little more friendly about how many people are, you know, doing events at the same time and stuff, and this is only going to help bring people in. Sweet.
2: That makes me happy. Well, and I'm I keep happy about
1: seeing all my models on their Facebook page. They like it.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. You're getting good at that uh that painting stuff.
1: I'm painting right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're going to move on to me. I'm going to talk about the games that I played. First off, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm playing through uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. And, you know, I really like the game, but it kind of has the same problem that Deus Ex Human Revolution had, where, yeah, you can focus on your social stuff, and you can focus on things other than combat, but we're going to throw you into a really shitty combat situation. Uh, So have Uh, fun. So... They fixed um, it. I know they fixed it. Oh, okay. I, I know that in, in Human Revolution, there was a patch. There was an update that they, they made that better. But when it first oh, came that, out...
2: that wasn't... Oh, okay. So what I, was... I, like, I, don't, I didn't know if, if you were like, ref- what specifically... Like, how far are you into... Bloodlines? Of the Masker? Yeah. I'm pretty
0: far. I think I'm pretty close to the end
2: okay. of the game. Because I because there are, yeah there are there are numerous situations where like yeah you don't have any choice but combat but i like i i do appreciate the number of scenarios wherein assuming that you're the correct type of a vampire you have a lot more choice in terms of of diplomacy than you right. do in other games especially of that time like that game's so far ahead of its time it it really is uh
0: but one of the one of the boss fights You have to fight against two uh, other vampires, uh, one of which has claws and the other one has a samurai sword. And they're chasing you. It's really hard because if you're taking one down, the other one's just going to come up and slash you in the back, right? So it's a pain in the ass. And I did that. I literally did that for like 45 minutes to an hour, just over and over again, just getting demolished by these guys. And then the game. I've
2: been watching now.
0: Then the game well and i i posted this on my uh or in, in the chat i posted this in the discord chat um the game messed up and i was i killed one of them and then the problem is i would kill the one and i would have like zero health to take down the 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 guy with the samurai sword so i'm running around letting my health recover slowly and i'm like the guy's not following me anymore and so i looked around and he was on the ceiling, and spinning in circles, not able to move. Oh, uh, which really helped me win that fight, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I-, I was just like, okay. And so I just pulled out my guns and started shooting him until he was dead. So that made me very happy. Uh, and then also I've been playing some Final Fantasy Eleven, and not fourteen, Final Fantasy Eleven and fucking loser i am a loser so to get from 95 to 99 you have to beat up a taru taru um who's a monk and i tried the fight uh and i failed the first time uh but but reading through the wiki they're like hey there's this item you can get uh that you it's called an old Rareb tale what you do is you you use it and it freezes the boss for 90 seconds And you can use it multiple times. So it just makes the fight incredibly easy. And I was like, okay. So I read through the wiki, and they're like, you have to get these items by going to these specific places and fighting enemies, which is not a 100% guaranteed drop. And so you run to the place, you fight the enemies, you get the items from those enemies, and then you have to go to another area to get the other item from another enemy. So I spend like an hour, maybe over an hour, getting the first set of items. And then I run to the second place and I'm fighting there for another half an hour. And I mention in my link shell, I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting these, these things suck because they're just not dropping from these enemies. And one of the guys in the link shell is like, just buy it. And I'm like, what? And it's like, (laughs) oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Just go to the Greeter Moogle and use your login points and there are ten. There are ten login points apiece.
2: And I'm like, but, what? Hey, 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 what? What's a login point. Well, I'm assuming they're points you get for logging in every day. Yeah, fucking. I know, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I didn't know Let's this either. Context clues. I, I did not know this either, honestly, because it wasn't a thing. Uh, but yeah, there's a login campaign going, and when you log in, you get X amount of points. And I had fifteen hundred. And each of the items costs ten login points, so I was like, "Oh, good! I just wasted like two hours of my life."
1: Finally, and the wiki—good to spend my Tom Nook travel points on.
0: And the wiki doesn't tell you that—that <laughs> that you. I I was like, "Wait a minute! This has to be in the wiki," and I'm reading through; it's nowhere to be found. Uh, so yeah, I went through and I just. I got the the I, I bought the items and then I beat up the tarotaru taru and it was it was great, but I was just so irritated that I was I, I wasted two hours fighting random enemies and then my my link show was just like oh yeah just uh just buy it why don't you just do that it's really cheap. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, the experience. It it, it was it you it actually wasn't gone bad. To those
1: places, if not for. The, on- misunderstanding in the, guide.
0: the only good thing about it is that the enemies did give experience points, so I was I was leveling up and, and stuff while doing it. It wasn't
2: completely useless. What were you gonna say, Aroa? Um I should have mentioned when I was going on about Final Fantasy uh, 14. Um I I just checked to see if we were gonna talk about it and it's not on our list, which is fine. Uh did you see that there are so many people leaving WoW and joining Final Fantasy fourteen that they it sold out on Square's website. I
0: did see that. Uh, we also mentioned it last week that Final Fantasy okay. fourteen. Well, we were gonna not that, uh, but we mentioned that Final Fantasy fourteen was the most played uh, MMORPG. It had more yeah, concurrent wanted- more players than
2: uh, WoW, which was great. Yeah, it was. Something around like twenty-two million, I thought. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, you couldn't buy it on the North American store because the servers were full. That is amazing. There were two servers that weren't full, and every time I go to log in now, uh, I've had a a queue. queue. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Cool thing is though, even though it's like a forty-person queue, it still only takes me like, like maybe fifteen seconds to get logged in.
0: Yeah, it's not too bad. Usually it's, it's even with the server that I'm on, uh, or that I was on, it's it's similar. It takes not very, it's like a minute to log in, so it's not terribly bad. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven, and I mentioned this last week too, uh, yesterday night I was just like, I wonder how many people are on, on my p- particular server. And I know that I'm on like the most uh, populated server, but it had like 3,000 people on that server, which... Uh back in the day when I was playing originally uh it was like 5000 at peak times. So it's really not that bad for population in Final Fantasy 11. Obviously, it's not the 22 million that Final Fantasy XIV has, but uh I think well, we I think it they're up, both and it's doing
1: 40,000 players still. That's that's still a respectable amount of players.
2: Yeah. That is impressive for a game that's like 20 years old. Yeah. Uh like Everquest uh, it's way worse.
0: It is way worse.
1: 13 had 40,000 people playing it, which just sounds awful.
0: One on one ship, 40,000 on people, ship.
1: <laughs> and
0: you're just like, I gotta take out 20,000 people in half an hour. How do I do this?
1: I'll be in chemistry. <laughs> just gonna blow up the fucking ship. Hey, um, somebody's teleporting people into space. Yeah, that's me. Don't ask why. <laughs>
0: This shut up. I got I got to be more efficient about this. Can you
2: teleport people into space? Uh-huh.
0: That is that's pretty I, I, cool.
2: I think that's a silly question considering it's Space Station 13 and the answer to can you is pretty much always yeah. yes. I wish Should you? Yes. Um
0: I wish that like Star Trek Online was good. Like, it, like it was more similar to like a Space Station Thirteen type thing, where yeah, you have missions and quests, but you can also just teleport people into space. I think that would be fun. But unfortunately, there's
1: a a Star Trek themed Space Station Thirteen server.
2: I oh, undoubtedly.
0: oh yeah, but I meant like with graphics.
1: You don't like, want to play Chips Challenge?
0: I'm sorry, it that's just it's one of the things that, that keeps me from the playing one the
2: game. Hold up that i have too yeah is like it's so it's i it's really want to play it but it's so nothing
0: i know i know i know, I know i'd get over it pretty, pretty quick exactly i know that it's graphics aren't everything but uh there is not even just the graphics but there is a level of uh there's a learning curve
1: right oh, yeah. it's a complex game
0: and getting just wait until you're getting that. like
1: into doing the surgery level of complexity
0: yeah, and getting past that uh, is a real hurdle for me because I don't have a ton of time to dedicate to learn a new game. So, I don't know. That's just... Uh, I, I put too many things on my plate, like having a job and having to pay bills and shit. It sucks. So, let's move on to some stories. Uh, first things first, uh, who here cares about the Olympics?
2: Good answer. The what?
0: The The Olympics.
2: Uh, the, the olympics video game that came out this year was pretty good the did they do another mario and sonic one no no it's the official olympics game but you can play as a guy dressed as sonic
0: that is awesome <laughs> uh but anyway you can, you can you can also play as a fat guy that's that's good did you play it what's what
1: system is it on
0: it's on everything oh good uh, PC.
2: that's awesome I I like it when they put games on. Person on
1: on the couch who's like, "I'm right. I could do that." Eating a whole bunch of Doritos.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so they can do it while dressed as Sonic or as a knight in armor. But in the game, uh, are
0: are the stands completely empty?
2: You know, I didn't pay any attention. I guess they should be, though, right? They really should be. (laughs) COVID-19 mode.
0: Yes. So apparently, Japan has entered another state of emergency. Uh, because their daily cases went, it says the seven day average for daily new cases in Japan increased 17% in the past two weeks with nearly 2,200 cases reported, uh, in the country on Wednesday. So there's about, uh, is it what? 2,200 cases, uh, in a week. And, I or at the average, the average daily is two thousand two hundred. So they entered into a state of emergency, uh, which means that they are still hosting the Olympics, but there will be no fans involved. You cannot go to the Olympics, and I don't know about you, uh, but watching sports is really fucking weird without people.
2: I don't know, man. Wrestling's great. They they have people now. <laughs> I and, know they do now. Awkward. And it's even better than <laughs> in some cases.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they can play with it for like then and, and when like WWE started with with uh with the pandemic stuff, like they they were kind of being, you know, tongue in cheek about it and and having some fun with it. But they can only do that for so long before it gets kind of tired. So watching like baseball or anything like that without fans is really freaking awkward. Uh, I think baseball started doing like virtual fans in the audience. Oh, like the wrestling thing? No, not oh, like is the it wrestling the, thing.
2: Is it the weird CG thing?
0: Yeah, they started Ooh. doing this weird CG. They started doing weird CG audiences. Uh, wrestling, WWE did the Thunderdome, which were a bunch of fucking monitors in the stands
2: i and loved
1: that I saw. hey am, am i the only one who's having a b- big brain moment when i think that what they should do is superimpose like playstation one style graphics people
0: oh i would love that i i, I that, love that would be I love
1: that so much i would go just to
0: be like wow that would be better than like because they're trying to make the cg audience look like kind of real from what i understand no okay. just put like the 2d nintendo 64 wrestling crowd out in the audience
1: yeah oh it would be so good and you can customize it for the people who are doing whatever you you have johnny sportsman up there someone's holding a sign that says go johnny sportsman
2: yeah exactly they should, they should just uh buy like there, there's got to be some kind of system where you can have like just a line of cardboard cutouts and and each one is hooked up to a little a little mechanical arm that can like slightly move up and down. That's, and then they can have the crowd cheering and bop up and down. That's what they did for Conan. The the Conan O'Brien. That's
1: hilarious. They
0: literally had like a cardboard audience.
1: That's fun. I, I love that. I love that so much.
0: <laughs> so I I mean, yeah, I get why Japan is doing that. They are v- trying to. To be very good. Now, we should note that like 2,200 cases a week is not a ton of cases. Um, But they are being very strict about it, and they don't want those cases to go up, which makes a lot of sense to me. Uh,
2: Especially in Japan.
0: Yeah. In the United States, we had, how much are we getting? Like 30,000 a day still? 25,000 a day? Uh, it, It keeps going up. Yeah, it's going up uh, with unvaccinated people. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, their state of emergency is like a tenth of what we are getting every day. So I think it's really good what they're doing, even if it upsets me, because this just means I'm not going to be able to go to Japan for a while, which is, ah, I want to go to Japan. So anyway, uh, Japan, the Olympics aren't going to have any people it's going to be really weird and i think that i want to say that we're thinking about doing a cg audience for the olympics but i'm not sure and again i i think it would be funny
2: it's weird to me i i guess like i don't know what they get out of it i guess they get the advertising revenue yeah or something because like one of the big draws to hosting the Olympics is all the tourism money. And like, there's, they're going to miss out on all that, but they're still going to have to host the games. Like that seems really cost prohibitive, but I I imagine they're
0: still going to be able to get a ton of advertising money. Uh, and, and sometimes even though it might be a slight boost to tourism, it doesn't always work out that way. In the early 2000s, Greece hosted the olympics and it was really bad for them like it it didn't it didn't help their economy uh very much and it didn't hurt their economy a ton it was it's kind of neutral uh but like then they just had it like they built a stadium for the olympics and that stadium then like just didn't get used after that, so they wasted a bunch of money on the stadium, uh, and they really could have used some of that money to funnel it back into the uh, citizens. But right, you
2: mean like like whenever Brazil hosted the Olympics?
0: Yes, very similar. So the Olympics is not necessary. like yes for a little bit. It's it's good for the economy, but like over the long term, it's not always great. So hopefully, Japan does make some money off of this, but. We'll see. I, I imagine once the COVID restrictions are lifted in Japan, there's going to be a ton of tourists going over there. Oh, absolutely. There. Uh, so I I imagine that they're they're going to bounce back pretty quickly uh, from be this the whole thing. Variant. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let's move on. Uh, I, this is really cool, but you know I'm not going to be able to use it because I I don't think that my company will ever invest in it but uh, Windows 365 has been announced, which is a Windows 10 PC in the cloud. Uh, It says here, and this is an article from Engadget, Windows 365, a new service announced today at the Microsoft Inspire conference, is basically an unintentional riff of a Yodog meme. meme. Microsoft put Windows in the cloud so you can run a Windows computer while you're running your computer, Um, which is, this is, they should have just not, said that part uh you can just call it a cloud pc it's it's yeah it's a cloud pc it's basically as easy to use as a virtual machine that lets you hop onto your own windows 10 and eventually windows 11 installation on any device be it a mac ipad linux uh or android tablet
1: it's you know i bet this is really exciting if you're not an it guy
0: i mean it it kind of is exciting for an it guy too
1: it's great for an IT guy, but this is... If I needed to, there's a computer I could remote into at work on my cell phone.
0: And I understand and, that, but what I would like...
1: is basically the same thing, but it's effectively achieving the same means to whatever yeah. I'd be accomplishing.
0: The only thing I can... I The way that I would want to use it, being an IT guy, is to deploy a bunch of like thin clients and have mm-hmm. them remote into the remote into the, the windows 10 PC.
2: That way there's no hardware from them to fuck up. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what this is going for. And that was yeah. what I was going to say is and... this is targeting Citrix. Yeah. And this is targeting VMware workspace one. Yeah. That is, that is who this is trying to step on.
1: My kind and... argument is why not Citrix? But seeing as I use Citrix daily in my job, Oh, that's why you don't use Citrix.
2: Yeah. I fucking yeah. hate Citrix. <laughs> oh man. Like, my my previous major job everything was built around citrix the entire infrastructure of that workforce was citrix everyone Mm -hmm. used thin clients uh even if you worked from home unless you were in it yourself you were expected to basically just use your laptop to remote into a citrix session yep uh and that's what this is trying to beat uh even at my current place we're dumping Citrix and we're switching to Workspace ONE. It's the same product. It's just from VMware. Uh, I'm skeptical of it. But, hey, um, it, now it looks like Microsoft is finally realizing why are we licensing out like the ability to do all this and not just owning the entire product. Right. So. Yeah. Um,
0: there's also something called VDI. I don't know if any of you guys have used that. Um, that's uh wait is that that's just a name for basically like, the same thing um yeah, what we used it at consumer cellular where you just logged into your profile and it like downloaded your profile onto that computer yeah um, that's a
2: that's just a, ro- a windows roaming profile
0: yeah, which is really cool. Uh, I like those. Um I think that this is better. I think that that a virtual desktop would be better because you can have like a a very you can have a thin client like a raspberry pi and just remote chromebook. into this or a chromebook just remote into Most this and chromebook. have the same no and have the same uh functionality that you would anywhere else uh, so hopefully this is good it would be very very good for businesses I don't see any business that I've ever been a part of actually using it, but I think that it would be very good for uh, kind of smaller companies that don't want to deploy a lot of hardware and they'd rather keep that all in house while having a bunch of remote employees
2: just log into a VPN. So, well, and and it's good for smaller companies that because like the difference between what like a company of a 100- hundred users versus a company of like where I worked of several thousand users the difference there is that the several thousand user company probably makes enough money to own all of that server hardware that's got to virtualize all those machines and they did they they owned the server farm and they they owned the the vsphere that was sitting on top of all that whereas in this situation you can offload all of that to microsoft and it'll sit on azure and handle they can handle all of the trials and tribulations of maintaining the data center maintaining the the server hardware and the virtualization and all that which is good from that perspective but as somebody who has worked in an enterprise situation and i'm sure that either of you can can attest to this uh the day that something fucks up dealing with microsoft support is going to be a huge pain in the ass for any major company that tries to use this shit yeah mm-hmm. um i agree uh but i think that the the benefit the positives outweigh the
0: negatives and one of those positives is i've been running with my current job into hardware that is outdated uh, I, i'm sorry software that is outdated so I'll be like, oh, why are you still on 1803? Uh, which, if, you're, if you don't know what that means, which I know you guys do, uh, is why are you like f- three years behind on Windows updates? <laughs> and then you have to try to update the computer, and sometimes it doesn't work. And with <laughs> a, with a system like this, you can just make sure it's always up to
2: date. You can update all of the clients. If if the VM doesn't want to update, you just fucking destroy it and make a new one in 30 seconds and it's all good.
0: Oh, this is so good. This is so good. Uh, one thing with my new job. So we use the same, at my new job, we use the same VPN that we did at, uh, at Facebook. And so I'm talking to, uh, my coworker, and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, our w- with the VPN, you have to log in to your computer first uh, and then sign into the VPN. And I was like, oh, why don't you have the switch enabled to log in? Bef- you can log into the VPN before you sign into your profile. And she's like, wait, that's Cisco a thing. AnyConnect? Yeah.
2: Everyone yeah.
0: uses AnyConnect, yeah. yeah
2: and and
0: I guess that feature is pretty new. To log in before log into VPN before you log into your profile.
2: It's not that new.
0: Yeah, we use Um, that on our Windows Seven machines uh, a few years ago. Oh wow, okay. So uh, I'm I'm pushing pretty hard to make that a thing so that you can log into your freaking VPN before you log into your profile because that just it simplifies things so much. Because if they can't log into their computer like they forget their password or something and they're not logged into VPN, you updating their password. Isn't going to do a damn thing.
1: Yep. That would actually solve a lot of the issues that I have where I'm like, Nope, you have to come in the office. I can't fix your issue remotely. I'm, I'm sorry you didn't use your computer in the last 30 days. Yep.
0: And so what you do is you just reset the password. They click the button to log into VPN. Uh, they put in their new password that you have provided them and then they're logged into, they can, it'll update everything and they'll be able to log into their account.
2: Uh, that was part of our password reset process for remote users mm-hmm. back at, uh, at that other job.
0: And that's one thing that I th- think would be great about the Office, or the Windows 365, is you really want to have to worry about that. Like, because, like the thin client, you can configure the thin client to just go into the VPN and if you don't know the password, uh, they'll, you'll be able to reset it and they'll be able to sign in the VPN and then sign into Windows 365 or however they have it set up. Um, so, so it's cool. I don't think I'll ever use it, but it is obviously something that they want to push uh, in the enterprise. So we'll see how that goes. And if any of the businesses that we ever work with will ever have that, which I'm leaning towards No. Because I'm imagining I'm it's
1: going to be expensive. It, they might sell it as a part of, like, the, uh, I don't know, the, the Microsoft corporate package.
2: They might. I, they, I really solutions. could see it as, like, companies scale out it being a, a genuine, like, option for them. Like, I don't think it makes sense for companies that have established uh cloud platforms that they're hosting themselves, like where where I've worked and where you guys have worked. Yeah. But, like, as for a company that, like, like a startup or something like as they get more and more employees and they need to consider building out their own cloud infrastructure, it's going to be, it's going to be may may be way cheaper and make way more sense to use something like this. Just like how most companies use Amazon S3 or whatever, instead of having their own cloud storage that they host in their own data center.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to our next story. Uh, so we, we spoke about the OLED Switch uh, that is, it's okay. It's a Switch with a better, a slightly bigger and slightly better screen. And a kickstand. Um, a better. Plus,
1: there's more to make, and they're selling it for $50, 50. extra.
0: Yes, indeed. What we about the big kickstand? Yeah. And so uh, Valve was like, <laughs> well, fine, we'll make our own Switch Pro. And they did it, and it's called the Steam Deck. Uh, which starts at $399 and is landing in uh, December and apparently has sold a lot so far. A lot of reservations have gone in. I have not uh, done a reservation, but apparently a lot of people have. Uh, I it says, about
2: it. I don't even think I can afford it, and I did it just to have the reservation. Nice.
0: Although the hardware isn't final, according to IGN, the device currently looks like a mashup of a Switch, a Sega Game Gear, and a Steam controller. It has a 7-inch touchscreen with a resolution of 1,280 by 800. I actually don't like that resolution, but okay. Uh, and it has a 16 by 10 aspect ratio, 400 nits of brightness, and a 60 hertz refresh rate. Um, it says here are that... You're are you mad duals- because it's a
2: 720p screen?
1: Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah,
2: I think it Why? should be 1080. Why? We, we it's so small. Yeah,
1: yeah, We went whatever. over this last week, and I came to the same conclusion. At some point, the device that you're holding if it is so big it's it's not gonna be handheld
0: whatever i want a 22 inch screen (laughs) uh 4k i want the batteries to last for 15 minutes that's what i want you're you're one of those people that's like i want a bigger ipad well no actually the, the the ipad size is actually pretty good now um when they started, the they Pro? were pretty small. Yeah, the iPad Pro. Like, that's, yeah, you want, that's a good you want the, size.
2: You want the 15-inch iPad Pro. That's what you Exactly.
0: Uh, actually, I do not want an iPad, but if I were to have one, yeah, the, the bigger one would be better. Oh, sorry, you want, a, you want a 15-inch Pixel pad. Exactly. So, there are two thumbsticks... Uh, two uh, 32.5 millimeter square track pads, an analog directional pad, four main face buttons, triggers and a quartet of grip buttons, as well as gyro controls. The Steam Deck also has a headphone jack, stereo speakers, dual microphones and haptic feedback. It weighs about 669 grams and is just under a foot wide. Valve teamed up with AMD on the hardware. The Steam Deck's custom chipset features a 2.4 uh, to 3.5 gigahertz processor and 1.0 to 1.6 gigahertz GPU with eight RDNA 2 uh, compute units. Valve claims it's a Zen 2 plus RDNA 2 powerhouse that's capable of running the latest major games uh, in a very efficient power envelope,
2: which, yeah, that's cool. It's It sounds good. Uh, the handheld you PC know,
0: comes... I'm sorry, go on.
2: Uh, you know, people keep comparing it to, like, the switch and like they mentioned the game gear in this. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like the uh, Wii U gamepad. It it yep. does. It really does. Uh the the handheld
0: comes with 16 gigs of L- I love the I love it. 16 gigs of RAM uh and up to five hundred and twelve gigabytes of NVMe internal storage which you can expand with a micro sd card. And all of the Steam Deck models have the ability to expand with an SD card. Uh, Valve says that the 40 watt hour battery will power the device for two. Wait, I'm sorry. Will power the device for between two and eight hours on a single charge. The battery life will depend on how resource intensive the games you play are. The Switch, meanwhile, runs up to nine hours, but obviously,
1: it's not it going to usually depends on what you're playing. Not, yeah, not if you're playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It, it lasts for an hour. Our family Feud. What Family Feud? I so I I've played Family Feud on my Switch, and that motherfucker drained the battery by almost half in an hour.
0: That is amazing. Um, it does say that the Steam Deck runs on a new version of Steam, OZ, uh, Steam OS that's designed for handheld use. Valve says and it, it runs uses, on Arch. Yeah, nice. uh, and it uses Proton, a compatibility layer that lets games run without developers having to, to do any porting work and proton works pretty well from what i understand on games that it works with sometimes the games don't work but uh, they are working on that though they are they really are you'll have access to your full library of games you can expect to have uh access to many steam features including chat uh, remote play uh cloud saves and of course the steam storefront the device uh, has a built-in quick suspend and resume feature. Pressing the power button will suspend the game and send the stim- Steam Deck into sleep mode. You'll be able to continue where you left off when you hit the power button again. Uh, oh, I love it. That is yeah. pretty
2: impressive. Oh, I like, love it.
0: That's a, The the, uh, the Xbox does that, right? Xbox One? Does
2: do you it? have the ability to do that? The new one does, has a feature like that. Yeah, the One the X or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah, I thought it, the yeah. Series that X, no. Series X, Series X. God damn it, Microsoft! Why do your Why
0: can you not name shit?
1: I can't wait until the next Microsoft <sighs> Xbox product where they just give up on their naming convention. Xbox. And it's called it the Xbox Two.
2: Oh my god!
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, they've just like buried themselves with bad names. I'm sorry. We're getting off topic, but they suck at naming stuff, Uh, especially with the Xbox line, because they're like, we want to go with the Xbox 360 because we don't want it to appear less powerful than the PlayStation 3. And then just from there, it just went downhill with their names. Um, Anyway.
2: Xbox One, because you're all in one entertainment console. Don't, Don't think about the original Xbox, though. That's just called the Xbox now here's
0: the good thing, so Steam Deck will support a variety of Bluetooth and USB-C peripherals. Uh, you can plug in a powered USB-C hub and use multiple de- multiple devices at once. You can connect the system to an external display and play games at up to 8K at 60 hertz. Yeah, fucking right. Uh, or 4K at 120 yeah. hertz. So that's cool. I I do like that you're gonna be able to hook it up to a, uh, an external display. You can use the uh, USB-C port, I believe. Let's see. Let's go down. Uh, Valve is also making an official dock with DisplayPoint 1.4 HDMI 2 and Ethernet ports as well. They say Ethernet ports. I imagine only has one Ethernet port. Uh,
2: ma- oh, they mean HDMI. They're, they're, they're oh, listening. I see. I see. Yeah. I
0: gotcha. Uh, as well as one USB 3.1 connection and two USB sockets what okay uh you'll be able to use the steam deck as an actual pc if you like oh that makes sense uh in fact you'll be even able to install some other game stores so epic game store origin oh definitely they literally said that yeah you're definitely gonna have to uh be able to install like origin and ubisoft to play those games right yep right like Rainbow Six Siege, I think you still need the Ubisoft Game Store or whatever.
2: And that's yep, a hu- that's still a huge game. I believe they also specifically mentioned uh, the Epic Game Store. You can install the client on there. That's cool. Uh, All I that, really
1: but... need to know is can it run Dolphin? Yes. Yeah? Yeah?
2: If, it, if, it'll, if it'll run on Linux, it'll run on there. And... I'm
1: looking into Linux clients for shit
2: potentially yeah. so so you say that potentially you could just dual boot if you really wanted to and that's, that's what i was thinking sort of what i was interested in actually you can they they have said it's a pc at the end of the day if you can if you can plug a flash drive in there it, like if you have a USB C flash drive or you plug it into a dock you can just boot whatever other os you want on there they have they have said that you can install windows on it it'll run windows and you can just do whatever you want.
1: I'm going to need to get one of these, aren't I? God.
0: Yeah. So here's that's, the thing. Like, that's where I'm at. <laughs> here's the thing. See, I don't do mobile gaming. So I don't think I'll be getting one of these, uh, at least not right away. But uh, it says the base is 399 The base system is $399. Uh, it comes with 64 gigs of EMMC internal storage. So you'll have to get an uh, SD card. Um, and it comes with a carrying case, uh, for $529, you can upgrade the storage to 256 gig NVMe SSD. The 512 gig model will be $649 and comes with premium anti-glare etched glass. And the dock will be sold separately. That's one part I don't like. I wish that the dock were included. Like, even if it was, they haven't
2: finished it yet. Yeah.
0: Oh well, they they're releasing in December. <laughs>
2: it's not like well, it's going to release right away. It, it doesn't so sound they, like they, they're
1: planning on having the dock ready at release. They uh, are not.
2: Uh, they they haven't even. It sounds like finished like the design of it or anything yet. Doesn't See, it say uh, you could
1: like just use another USB three? Like like I have a Lenovo dock from work. I wonder if I could yeah. just hook that up to the yeah. TV.
2: They have yeah. said as long as it is a powered dock, you can you can plug any dock you want into it. Um. It presumably won't be able to host like, like I know that there there are like some high current uh, docks that plug just into the USB C port that are meant for particular laptops. that can handle that, but uh, most laptop docks that I've seen in the workplace, they have their own power adapter. And as yeah. long as it has a power adapter, you're good. When I was at when
0: I was at my previous job, the one I got fired from, um, I better know about it. Not bitter at all. Uh so when when I was at that job, we had a a security not security maintenance guy, and he really needed a a powerful laptop. So we got him a powerful laptop that came with a powerful dock. And the laptop was so powerful that the dock that came with it required two USB C ports to be used for power. Oh. Uh yeah, it was it was a a hardcore fucking dock that they had, um, and I wonder how I want like you that Lenovo dock that you have. I wonder if it'll be powerful enough to actually provide power to this, or if you would need uh, like a another power adapter or something. Like I wonder how much wattage it's going to take to power it. Is it going to be an eighty-five watt adapter, or do, do you need to go up to the hundred and eighty watt adapter?
1: Here's my two hundred and forty watt adapter. Yes, exactly. And here is the power brick that it uses. Yes. <laughs> it is um, a yeah, brick.
2: But, yeah, Lenovo's not uh not exactly known for the power efficiency, so Yeah. Right.
0: Um so it You're says reservation. Tape. Yeah, uh res I, I do think that like if I obviously we've already discussed that the the dock is not ready yet to be to be sold. But I think that, like even if it was just for like the six hundred and fifty dollar version, they should include the dock with that um like the the lower models don't you have to buy the dock separately, but if you buy the more expensive one, you get the dock included. I think that would be a fair trade uh, but since it's not met ready yet, we'll have to see what happens uh, it, uh reservations you
2: hmm? you do get some other stuff with the uh with the super high premium version uh I don't but, remember what all you get. I'm looking, uh, go ahead it, and, and do your thing on the reservations. Was,
0: yeah, the reservation started on July 16th at 1 p.m. on the Steam store, and apparently it broke the store. Oh. So you'll need to pay a deposit, uh, but that goes towards the price of the system. So kind of like what, uh, what Elon Musk does with all of his stuff, where they're like, oh, you got to put $1,000 down, and then you'll be able to pay us more money when... when the model three comes out
2: yeah except it's only five bucks yeah except for it's not a complete ripoff
0: anyway did you find out what uh what else it comes
2: with um so it's I, i it's not like anything special it's you get you get a different carrying case um and you get uh an exclusive steam community profile bundle and an exclusive virtual keyboard theme like it's not not a big
1: deal. Um, well, the glass is etched, so it's not so reflective. Yeah, that though, is pretty cool. Even though I'd mostly probably play this, you know, in bed, fifteen minutes at night.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it would just become uh, my new switch. I, uh, I I I reserved the six fifty one. Um, of course,
0: I mean realistically,
2: yeah. I mean the middle one, well, the
0: middle of the road one's probably the one to get. Yeah, I'd,
2: uh, I'd, I'd get the middle I would. One. S- yeah, the middle one, is, I would not get the, the $400 one. I would no. not, not and, and not just because the storage is so much smaller, but because uh, there's a key point in that it is EMMC memory and yeah. not an NVMe SSD. The yeah. NVMe SSD runs on the PCI rail and is going to be way faster than the EMMC memory. Yeah, And like, yeah, you can put a micro SD card in there, but you want to talk about some slow-ass load times. Like, oh, yeah. I, you're I, looking at probably not even hard drive speed.
0: I can see uh, one of my good friends, Cyberpunk Monk, using this a lot. With how much that you use the Switch, I think that you would love this particular console.
1: I was just thinking about how much I wish that the other Assassin's Creed games would get ported over. Well, now they
0: are, Apparently. Um, we're going to move on and we're going to talk about our last one which is one that was it Aroa? Aroa
2: I saw this article but I didn't bring it up yeah
0: I saw it too and I didn't bring it up but uh, Connor wanted to talk about it so we're going to do that Japan transfers 319 terabits per second setting an internet record or internet speed record Uh, my question is when can I get that at my house like when can I pay Uh, for
1: 319 so did you specify somewhere through towards the bottom of the article that they don't think that this was intended for uh home use mostly because of the rare elements that they needed for the conduction to happen the way that it does uh yeah. the engineers imagined this would mainly be used to push data quickly across vast distances rather than you know downloading video games instantly
0: yeah probably not though. but uh I do think it's really neat what what exactly did they use do you
1: uh, know Rare earth minerals, a new kind of fiber optic cable, and a fancy laser system. It's basically four, uh, what, what do you call that? Uh, 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 optical cables. I'm I'm not sure if there's a specific name for the strands. Uh, fibers, glass fibers. Yeah, glass. It, it's four of those uh, set up in an array that's about the size of one normal one. That is cool. So, so it, it's. Uh, it's increasing the bandwidth effectively How much data travels at the speed of light Instead of just one path per strand There's now four
0: Yeah, it said the researchers Sur- used a 552 channel comb laser Firing at multiple wavelengths And pushed through amplifiers Made of rare earth minerals To achieve the incredible speed uh, That's not cheap And the engineers imagined that it was mainly be used To push data quickly across vast distances Rather than letting you download games instantly Um, so 552 channel comb laser. I know what that means. I do. Please explain.
1: It's a kind of like a laser that shoots data through an array so that you can get a large serialization of data very rapidly. That is very cool. It's
2: like shooting 552 beams of light all at the same time,
1: except you can program them differently. It's neat.
0: It is really neat. And this is really neat, and I like, I like that they they come up with this stuff because eventually, they're not going to get to the three three hundred nineteen terabits per second for home use, well, in our no lifetimes. Point. There is we,
2: no there, point. There's nothing, nothing has the storage bandwidth for that. Like you, you couldn't download that quickly. No,
0: but what I do like is that they they're definitely going to scale this down. They're going to take this technology. And tweak it over the years and maybe in 20 years we'll get you know way faster 10 times our, our speed that we have right now
2: maybe um, someday we'll get 2 gigabit internet yeah
1: Just one in day time for when video games take up a terabyte on your console's hard drive
2: I'm gonna be <laughs> mad
0: in, in like 20 years when my, the internet company I'm going through is like we got 10 gig internet 20
2: up god damn oh. it so one, I, I guess one last tangent before we're done here, but I wanted, to, I, I should bring this up on podcast just for funsies. I got a letter in mail uh, this week. I can now get gigabit uh, symmetrical internet. Oh my god, do it! But it's three. It live in such a great place. How much is it? It's eighty dollars a month. Do it. Damn which is $5 more a month that I'm paying now do
1: it. So you're doing it right. Yeah.
2: I, I'm very strongly considering it.
1: And then Say you're going to play two. You're, you're going to cancel World of Warcraft. You're going to take that money. <laughs> and then you're going to play two games of final fantasy 14 at the same
2: time. <laughs> I mean, I, the only thing
0: keeping me from it is that it's AT and T and it's, it's su- so and that war. sucks. It sucks.
2: Yeah, like I would I'm do both spectrum right now, and admittedly <laughs> Spectrum sucks too. But like look, it's mainly that I, 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 I know Spectrum won't won't hit me for, for torrenting.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean now this is coming from me and I am also in a position where I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. Um by, I would buy a seed box. I would I would use both. I would have I sp- I've had spec- I would have Spectrum for um I would have Spectrum for uh my internet service for pirating and then I would have uh AT&T for everything else.
2: I think it at at that point it would just make more sense to use a VPN. Right, you right. Just pay for a VPN every every month like Right. Mhm uh or or pay for a seed box and realistically if
0: you use private trackers they're probably not gonna get you
2: yeah i imagine that's why i've been i've been safe so far uh, with sharing my uh illegal linux distributions yeah Uh, same thing with how i i share my
0: uh my video library that i own on plex
2: no that that's... that's illegal that's no, you. Can't, that's not. That joke doesn't work. Nate. You can't say that. Oh right.
0: No, I've been I've been watching it myself.
2: Only myself. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were sharing it with random strangers on the on the internet or something. That would be, no. I want I want to uh, do that.
1: Totally illegal.
2: That yeah. Why would you do that? I, I just that would be I, like me hosting a music streaming service on my home server and like that's disgusting you know like you should pay the riaa for that music not not set up you know a a spotify clone on your on your home server yeah website yeah don't don't go to music.aroa.website
0: don't do that i'm gonna do that like right after right after this um anyway so that's basically our show for the day uh first off get it aroa fucking what are you doing
2: i i don't know man what if i
1: don't know yeah get it seriously
2: yeah yeah you're right like
1: just got the uh, the reservation for steam deck you guys talked me into it
2: oh
0: good i'm happy i mean i'm happy we could do that let me let me go do that too uh (laughs) thank you for uh thank you for listening thank you for being here arella yeah no problem thank you for being here cyberpunk monk
1: i was here against my will
0: yeah we'll be here next week and uh, you get no more days off, guys. I gave Aroa a day off last week to get a bunny, and that was one too many. One he's too got many the bun days.
2: Now. he's got he's... the bun. I do. I do have the bun. <sighs> yep. Thank you for N- watching. Next
1: week we'll have our Warhammer minute fix. That was a that was an embarrassing fuck up on our part.
2: I'm Perfect. sorry. Okay. Sound pads fucking weird. It is.
0: Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye.
2: Bye.